In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm finally back with my co-host, Jack. Jack, big weekend ahead. How are you? I'm good. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a sad one, though, regardless of the result, because obviously it's Dan Davis's, um, good friend of the show, been on here a couple of times. Um, it's the final, final week in London before he moves to the States, so... Uh, it's going to be sad, but uh, really looking forward to it. it. It should be a cracking game. It's a really good measuring stick for Baker. Top defence, and uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, mate, it's a good thing, mate. He's going to the States. That's every, Ameri- that's every Englishman's dream, is to go to America. Make it big. I want to keep him. <laughs> <laughs> He's still available on the, online these days, so no worries. I'm sure we'll be getting him more nice and regular. So this is the uh, Jack and Paul show. We've got no sheets. We've done no preparation. Well, Jack probably has done preparation. Um, it's early Saturday morning in London. So we're going to do this every single week. However, next week I'm off to the game. So things are going to get all jumbled. But normally every Saturday, me, Jack, talking straight from the uh, heart and uh, discussing things, topics, whatever's going on in the Browns on the Saturday before the game. Also, I had a a few people saying, why, Paul, do you always get big guests on your show? And I will break it down a little bit. We only have two, three big guests on the show a week. And then the other time we get international guests, um, we get UK guests on the show. So we are quite humble about who we get on the show. Tomorrow, you're going to have a a lady from Essex in England. And, uh, yeah, she's... A normal lady, fan, in her 50s, eating fish and chips on her sofa, talking NFL. So we're not always about big, big guests. We are quite humble and we do uh, include everyone. Next week, I've got a money lot or muni lot, if I pronounce it correctly. Big show special that we're looking forward to as well. But anyway, Jack, let's, let's crack on. Mate, um, what's your predictions for the game tomorrow? Well, because I'm not there for the show, um, I'll have to give you my score predictions today. I'm going to go 34-27 to the Browns. So I reckon it will be not quite as high scoring as the Raiders game, but there'll be plenty of points scored. And um, no, I, th- I think we're going to win, but 34-27 is what I'm going with. Mate, that's a big score against the um, Ravens. Are you thinking okay, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, we've got Baker. If Baker, in his first ever start, can put up 42 points, then, yeah, if you think come a few of them drives have gone wrong, and it's interesting, with the two offences that have had the most plays per game, so if you look at every team through four weeks, which two teams have made the most plays? Ravens are number one, Browns are number two. Yeah, but mate, last game we got the points against Raiders. This time it's against Ravens, so it's going to be a lot more tougher, mate. 
That's why I've gone for 34 rather than 42. Oh. Uh, let, okay. me, let me guess. Let me guess. What are you going for tomorrow? I'm, I'm going to just throw out there. Is it 2021? Mate, have you looked at my notes before the game? I'm not happy about this. Before the show, sorry. <laughs> you predicted it every week, I think. <laughs> it's a good strategy, mate. It's, and yeah, I'm going with 21-20, mate. Mate, it's going to be a tough game. I think, if I remember correctly, we came super close last year. Like, yeah, I think we're going to be close this year. So, um, great news. Chubb got Rookie of the Week. Yeah, that was it was phenomenal considering the fact that he got three three touches. It's just farcical. So he's the first ever player in the NFL history to um, get three touches, hundred yards, and two touchdowns. Um, because players have done obviously done it before, but um, it was the quickest to ever do it because no one's done it in three or less. Mate, I fancy my chances of uh, NFL Rookie of the Week, mate. Just turn up. Pick the ball up three times and run. Well, it's funny. So we've won it three of the first four weeks. So um, we, if we look, week one was Denzel Ward. The interception is yeah. phenomenal. I don't know who won week two. Number three, the Browns didn't want to start Baker Mayfield. He came on unplanned and won Rookie of the Week and won us the game. And then week four, they didn't want to play Chubb, only willing to stick him out there for three rushing attempts, which is just nothing. And... Uh, walked away with uh, Rookie of the Week. But s- something I'm worried about, it's not our special teams, it's some of your catching, mate. On Twitter, that catch was horrendous. There was jumps, your hands were in the wrong place, you're looking the other way as the ball's coming down. Is Jeff teaching you up? Jeff from Locked On Browns doing some work to uh, train you? No, mate. I'm not, I'm not interested in what Jeff says. I'm more interested in Jake Burns, to be honest, mate. Um, going forward, mate, I don't think wide receivers for me. I think running back's the position for me. I'm a little bit stockier, a bit shorter. Yeah, catching's not my strength, Jack, to be honest. But I'm going to do a bit more practicing this week, so uh, I'll try and get a few more clips online because I know everyone likes watching my mishaps. And um, anyway, going back to the big game tomorrow, whereabouts are you watching it tomorrow? I'll be at the uh, Hippodrome, just uh, with all the other Browns fans in London, and uh, should be a good atmosphere. Divisional game, so it's one of them that winning games like this could be the difference between uh, winning the division or not. And then what happened to you last week, mate? You didn't show up to watch the game. I got home at 10 a.m. that morning and it wasn't going to happen. There was no way I was getting sleep, uh, getting back into a fit state and then getting on a train to London. And thank God with the result, I didn't bother. Well, I'm disappointed, mate. The rule should be whatever happens, you come and watch the game together. Deal with it, mate. Um, looking back at the week, there's still no changes. Uh, front office, but getting in someone, or what's your view on that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I just I thought they would have done something by now. Who knows? Um, at least they're bringing people in. So, like, it's Daniel Carlson, the kicker that was at the Vikings, came in. Um, they're bringing people in, so at least they're still open to it. Um, I'd like to have seen a couple of little changes. Obviously, the one change we had was uh, Price got elevated to the squad and Lawrence, who uh, Dorsey traded a seventh-round pick for, got cut. Um, but that's been it so far, which it wasn't a surprise. I thought he would get elevated at some point after they paid him a load of money and other teams were sniffing. 
But uh, no, we'll see. I, I think there's talent out there and I'd like them to go get it. How much it's going to cost is another question. So who's your hot take? Who's going to be better? Um, McKinnon or Price? Different positions. I'm going to go McKinnon because I think he'll get out there more. Um, I think Price long term could be, but he's not a rookie. He's been around for a couple of years. So uh, let's see. I know it's easy to say, but obviously we were on the Harrison train from day one. We were also on Trent Thomas's train. So we picked two um, drafted free agents that we thought were going to do well. Um, but we've also been saying good things about McKinnon during the preseason. So let's no, see. Eh? I thought he did really well. Obviously, he, I think he was up against second or third tier receivers in the preseason so you've got to take it with a pinch of salt but what he did was good so um let's see i still want him to go get me jeff janice jeff janice special teams that amos must be thinking what am i gonna do this sunday my job's on the line monday oh yeah he's the only one i think that's getting if it, we have another bad day i think they might sack him from a pure aspect of you've got to be seen to be doing something. So even though it might not change anything, Hugh's got to blame someone and uh, then sack him. One player we haven't seen a lot of this season, Seth DeValve. He's back tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I think he could be a fantastic addition um, because you're looking at a um, second... We're, had a lot of two tight end sets, more than I'd assume. I think every game we've started in a two tight end set with Fels and Nchoku, I think he offers us something else. Um, he is, he's not really a tight end. He's a pumped up, um, oversized slot receiver. Um, but that's fantastic. I think he, he's a solid addition and um, get him out there catching balls. If I'm going to look at the three players I want to be playing slot receiver for us this season, it's David Njoku, Seth DeValve and David Johnson. Uh, not David Johnson, Duke Johnson. It's a bit early. Um, and none of them are wide receivers, and that doesn't matter. They've all got the skill set capable of causing havoc across the centre of the field and catching balls. So I get them out there and let's see what happens. But can they catch balls, Jack? Well, Njoku had a better catch percentage last week than uh, Landry. So uh, I don't see anyone going, we need to bench Landry because he can't catch a ball. I brought this up in the show during the week. Are we overusing Garrett? Yeah, I, I'm at the stage now where I'd be surprised if Garrett plays. I think he'll miss at least two, maybe three games this season with injury. Um, and I, I think it's just bad use by Greg Williams. And I can understand the desperation of you've got a superstar, you want to play him every snap. You can't be playing these players, I would say, more than 70% of snaps. Um, you should be targeting about 66% because you're going to get injuries. And when you get them injuries, I would much rather have Garrett for 20% less in every game and him be able to play every game than we just burn him to the floor. And then he misses the last four because he's picked up an injury or he misses three because he's injured for something else. And it's just dangerous. Of find three defensive ends and three defensive tackles you're happy with Give them all 66% roughly and just let it play out. And um, I think they've got to make that move sooner rather than later because I fear for Garrett's season. Yeah. Well, we've got three good DEs. 
I'd, I'd argue we've probably got four from the aspect of Chris Smith came in and impressed me. And then Avery, I'm more than happy. Even though he st- stands up to rush, that's fine. Um, he's happy to get on the line and cause havoc. So I think we've got four solid edge defenders there. Um, do you try move one of them inside? Uh, choby has been phenomenal. Coley's been solid, um, but not exceptional. And is someone else the answer there? Who knows? I think if we'd have had another, if we'd have had Maurice Hurst, I'd loved him. That would have been a hell of a D line. Mm. We are we are one DL short at the moment, aren't we? Sorry, one um, tight, uh, d- defensive tackle yeah, short. I would say. I think our defensive end rotation solid. I'd still like potentially, and Avery might become it of just that third one that's really, really good. So Avery's good. Uh, Chris Smith's good, but I, w- I want that one level up. Um, but yeah, in terms of defensive tackle, Coley's sort of a solid rotational piece, um, but we just need that starter alongside Ogunjobi. And I think that'll come next year, whether it's um, in free agency or whether it's in the draft, um, probably day one or day two, it will get addressed. All right, mate, here's the big one for you. Number six, Baker. The great Cleveland Bake Off. It's back. It's back, baby. So, um, what happened last week? It was a draw. It was a draw last week. It was disappointing. But, um, hey, it it showed me. We can't have draws. It's got to be who gets the closest on the yards or something, mate. This is an American show with American viewers. This isn't cricket. We don't play for five days and have a draw. We need it to be a clear winner this week, okay? So. We'll snake it. I'll go first, then you do two, and I'll do one. I'm going to go TDs, Baker, three this week. Um, safe, pull. I'm going to go with two. Two, let me write down. Um, interceptions, how many uh, are you going for? Sorry? Interceptions, how many are you going for? Two. Two. I'm going one. Yards, I'm doing 275. I'm going to do 275. 45. Completion percentage, what are you going for? 62%. I've got 67%. So, right, uh, so. solid numbers. I, th- I think it's close. It's going to be interesting. We'll see how the cookie crumbles. So, what, how are we going to work out the um, percentage close? You, yeah, you can do the maths with all. I'll just give it to you. I'll do the maths. Don't, don't you worry. We'll, we'll, we'll sort it out. And if, if you win, I'm going to do the maths, okay? <laughs> so, we've got another new section to add. Usually, we'd do these two tomorrow, but where I'm not there, we've flipped it to today. We've got, well, have we finally agreed a name? It might change. The running back wheel of fortune or the running back wheel of touches? Uh, the RB roulette. Oh, running back roulette. I like that. Let's have running back roulette. Or another bake-off theme, the uh, running back cake-off, where we divide the running backs like a cake. Nah. Nah, I think the running back back roulette, I think that's the one for me. So, guys, we're going to have predictions on the percentage touches in the uh, running back room, just to 10%, so we're not going to get anything... Uh, crazy numbers we've got to work out. So just looking at last week, Hyde had 22, Chubb had 3, Duke had 2. So it came out 81%, 11%, 7%. 
So obviously the winner would have been anyone that said 80%, 10%, 10%. So um, no, this week we're going to look at the three players and uh, we're going to predict who's going to get the touches. So Paul, who oh, are you going to... Thanks for putting me under the bus there, mate. I'm going to go with Hyde, 50. I'm going to go Hyde, 60. And then I'm going to say Chubb, 30%. And then I'm going to go Chubb, 40. And then that leaves me Duke, 10. And I... Yeah, Duke, 10 as well. Interesting, interesting. So we'll have a it's calculation. It's all about Hyde. Hyde-Chubb battle then, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I've, it's it's just running back touches, guys, for uh, rushes. So it's not talking about receiving because obviously Duke will get a load of receiving touches. Um, but no, it's uh, you've gone full on the Chubb hype train. Um, I'm a little bit more relaxed on that one. Um, I think to jump from ten percent to thirty is going to be good. But I, I'd love to see it. Forty fifty is much nearer where I'd like it to be. I'd probably be looking if I had my way and I was coaching. I'd be looking at about. 40 40 20 um Hyde and Chubb splitting 40 and Duke obviously he'll get his touches through receiving but uh that that'd be where I'll be playing it but it'll be interesting to see we've been promised by Haley. we've been promised by Hugh there's going to be more Chubb touches will it happen who knows all right so what else have we seen in the news this week Flash Gordon got his touchdown yes well then good luck to him let's see what happens um I'm not going to jump to conclusions after one game. It's a crazy stat by, as well by Brady. He's now broken the record for the um, pl- player to throw the most touchdowns to different people. I think it was something like 81 different people have caught a touchdown from him, which is just mad. It's absolute mental. Yeah, then pub questions are getting good now. So who did Brady throw his uh, 500th touchdown to? And who was Mayfield's receiver for his first ever touchdown? Yeah, it's good stuff. The trouble is, if it's pub quiz, and we're probably hammered, and we won't remember. Yeah, true. Uh, anything else in the news you've seen this week? Interesting. So there was a really interesting interview um, by Doug Lay Maurice um, over on his Takes by Lakes podcast. We had him on about a uh, month ago. Um, so he was chatting to Ben Albright, which is a fantastic follow on Twitter at Albright NFL, and that's double L in Albright. Um, who basically said from his sources, and he, he's a very good one for his sources and people he um, hears from, said at the moment Dorsey's favourite for the head coaching job, if if he wants to employ one and if this person wants to come, would be Mitchell... I want to say it's not Mitchell. Schwartz. Jim Schwartz, who is the defensive coordinator at the Eagles, um, has obviously been a head coach before the Lions, which wasn't that successful. And that then he'd pair him with a bright, up-and-coming offensive mind. Um, no names were given on who the offensive mind might be. But it's just an interesting one to keep an eye on and uh, remember the name. Um, who knows? It might be the one Dorsey's got his eye on. Would you prefer someone with NFL experience like that or a future college superstar? If I'm looking at offence, I would rather we go and take the bright young college mind, whether it's a Lincoln Riley, whether it's someone else, and pair them with the solid defensive mind who's been in the NFL. So if you look at, say, 
uh, what McVeigh did. McVeigh got in Wade Phillips, who was just a fantastic addition, probably up there with the best defensive coordinators in the league, um, and just balanced that sort of. There's lots of NFL experience in that room. Um, but it, at the same time, if we could get a Lincoln Riley and pair him with uh, Mitch, not Mitchell Schwartz, Jim Schwartz, then I think that could be a fantastic pairing. Um, who knows what will come together, but it's, it's just a name to uh, keep out there and remember. This is all, we're a Hugh Jackson pro show, so I don't like talking about this, Jack, to be honest, but I will it? do. He's not saying he's definitely going to do it. He's just, you've got to be prepared for all outcomes. So um, in the same way, they're probably looking at quarterbacks for next season because if something was to happen to Baker and Baker gets an injury and is out for a year, out for two years, they might then go and draft a quarterback. So you've got to be, if you're in a job like John Dorsey, if you're not preparing for every instance, however negative it is, then you're, you're not fit for the job. Okay, well, as you put it like that, Jack, I'll carry on with the conversation. Um, yeah, my view is, would you like to keep Greg Williams and Haley but, and, and get a new head coach in, or you think it needs, all three need to go together? I think um, you probably clean house um, from the aspect... You, you go with the intention of cleaning house, but you offer it up to whoever the new head coach is because at the end of the day, you've got to leave who the coaching staff is up to that new head coach. But if they might go, actually, I want to keep that person. So like when McVeigh went in, the acting head coach had been the special teams coordinator and um, he, within a day of getting the job, said, no, I really want you to stay. He stayed. So you wouldn't clean house of everyone, but it's down to the head coach. If the head coach doesn't have the relationship with one of them and doesn't want to keep them, then by all means, they've got to go. So we'll see who the new, if and when the new head coach is in, the, who, who they want. And they might keep Greg Williams. Personally, I don't want Greg Williams purely from the aspect of the three linebackers. And it just grates me. Find another person who can play nickelback. And if not, also look at potentially Dimeback I would happily see us with six defensive backs on the field for the majority of snaps because that's the way the league's going, it's passing. I'd much rather have a big cornerback or someone built as a safety to go and man-to-man on them tight ends than uh, stick a little linebacker like Joe Schobert on a giant tight end and then wonder why it's not going right. Hmm. Well, look, keep an eye on the time, mate. We keep these shows 20 minutes. So I just want to say thank you very much for your time this morning, Jack. No, thank you for uh, coming on, Paul. I know you've probably got a fun day ahead. And uh, it's uh, the one thing I will be watching today, five o'clock in UK time, you've got Texas versus Oklahoma. I don't generally watch much college until the end of the NFL season when I'm looking at draft prospects. So uh, I will actually be watching that game and uh, I'm excited for it. Go on, Lincoln, do it for the boys. Yeah, mate, I'm off to the zoo with my daughter today. So that should be fun. Have fun. Say yeah. hello to the, uh, my brothers in the orangutan pen for me. Yeah, and if I see any ravens, I'm going to get chucked out for throwing stones at them. <laughs> All right, mate. Um, I'll see you at the game tomorrow, OK? 
Yep. Have a good one, buddy. Oh, you take care. Cheers, mate. Come on.